0: This is Leah and welcome to this week's hashtag for Paris Podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in.
1: So last week I promised you a sign, and well, you can see behind me there is a partial sign for two reasons. One is the sign is still kind of in process, but number two is it's gonna be there in person. And so if you want to come and you want to see it and you want to understand it, join us in person one of these upcoming Sundays. But as you probably guessed it, it's a sign that says, For Paris. It's it's a reminder for us that, that one of the keys for us as a church, that if we want to lead people to Jesus, our posture matters. Last week I made this comment and it just struck me over and over again, that culture eats strategy for breakfast. That That... That if we are not loving on people, if we are not getting in people's corners, even if we don't always agree with them, even if sometimes we, we have difficulties with them, we are never going to see the reality of what God wants for them in their life. And so as we continue to get closer and closer to Easter, we are actually beginning a series called Encounters with God in Unexpected Places. And this is a series that amongst many things is all about God's posture in Jesus towards you and me. And so this is a series, and I I can't underline this enough. I can't emphasize this enough. This is a series that you want to be a part of. This is a series that you want to invite others to join you on, particularly those individuals that that maybe have, have at times struggled with faith or have been hurt by the church. Here's another opportunity for us to be reminded again Of Jesus' posture towards you and me. And so today, this message is really going to set the tone for everything else because we're going to look at an encounter that Jesus has with two very different people in the very same place, but the results are dramatically different. And I want to make a request, I'm going to make an ask of all of you that in this message, in this entire series, that you allow it to become personal. You see, one of the dangers of when you hear a message or you listen to a podcast or, or you read the Bible is that you do it at an intellectual level, that you understand and you ask questions, but you keep it at arm's length. You don't allow it to really become a part of you and become personal, to start to impact your entire person. And so for this message, would you be willing to land at a place I'm not just simply understanding, but beginning to see yourself in the story. So what's the story? Well, it's told in the Gospel of Luke. Now, if you're not as familiar with the Bible, the second half of the, the Bible is a New Testament. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. Those are the four um, Gospels. Those are the four biographies of Jesus. And it's in the story of Luke that it's early on, chapter 7. And Jesus' ministry has begun. He has performed miracles. He has begun to taught. He's already faced a little bit of opposition and and pushback. But essentially, Jesus' ministry is at a place where people are intrigued by him. People are wanting to know more about him. People are putting themselves in a place to encounter Jesus. And that's precisely where we're going to land. We're going to land in a story where Jesus is an invited guest to dinner. And two very different individuals encounter Jesus, and the outcome is dramatically different. So let's hear the story and then come back and talk a little further.
2: One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, She brought a beautiful alabaster jar, filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one, and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him the most? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, said Jesus. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet With rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and there are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man? That goes around forgiving sins, and Jesus said to the woman, "Your faith has saved you. Go in peace."
1: So, as we jump back into the story, I think for us to fully understand what is going on, we we got to get the context. Right, because maybe you've been in a circumstance where you have walked partway into a room, where the conversation has already gone on, and what you hear and what you see is not the full picture, and so you may misunderstand certain things. And and sometimes that can be true with a story like this. Like you may think like, why is this random woman wandering around? As a dinner guest. So, a bit of context. We're first introduced to a guy by the name of Simon, who is a Pharisee. Now, if you're familiar with the Bible, you know that the Pharisees were the religious, the, the cultural elite. They were the religious establishment. And oftentimes you realize that they were the ones who oftentimes butted heads with Jesus. And so it's Simon, a Pharisee, who's hosting a dinner party. And he invites Jesus to come. Now, dinner parties are unlike probably our dinner parties, where only the people you invite show up. In Jesus' day, when you were one of the rich, one of the elite, and a rabbi was in town, you would have them into your home, and it would be a rather large public gathering. Now, only the invited guests would get to eat and ask questions and interact with the the guest, Jesus, But the general public could literally just show up. And so imagine a dinner outside in a courtyard where the table is set up and then the general public is kind of mingling around. That's where the woman comes in from. Now you may think in the story here, wait a second, wait a second, this woman is like washing Jesus' feet and kissing his feet and anointing it. Like what the heck, like was she under the table? No, 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 no. In Jesus' day, they didn't like sit up properly at a table like we would. They'd have the table set and then there'd be like couches or like lounge chairs around the table and you'd kind of like prop yourself up on your arm and your feet would be out the back. And so this woman, the general public would have been walking around the table and so this woman wasn't under the table. She would have been behind Jesus. Okay, a a bit of context. It's still kind of weird in terms of what she did, but we're going to get to that in a moment. And so we're introduced to Simon. He would have been a prominent individual in the community, in the temple, within the religious institution. Then we have this woman who we're not even told her name, but she's known by her reputation in the entire town. And let's just say that wasn't a good thing. Luke, in telling the story, is basically being polite, but everyone would know what he's talking about. This woman was a prostitute. She was a woman of the night. And it's here we see this incredible encounter that Jesus has. Dinner is being served, and this woman, this prostitute, as she approaches Jesus... She is completely overcome with emotions. She, she begins to cry and, and her tears are landing on Jesus' feet. And, and Jesus doesn't even blink. And then she starts to wipe the tears away with her hair. She lets her hair down, which was completely unheard of in Jesus' day. And then she starts to kiss his feet. And then she starts to anoint his feet with oil. And what's interesting is, is Jesus says nothing but Simon the Pharisee is completely shocked. Have you ever been in a circumstance where someone else's behavior is so outrageous that you're like, what the heck are you doing? Now, like Simon, we're probably not bold enough to actually say it out loud. We we kind of mutter it under our breath. Well, Simon gets totally busted. Like, Simon can't believe that Jesus is allowing this to happen. He's completely judgmental of the woman, completely judgmental of Jesus, and Jesus picks up on it and essentially tells a parable where he calls out Simon and praises the woman. So so what is going on? I think the first thing that's important to understand is that in this story, both individuals wanted to encounter Jesus. The, The woman who was a prostitute, it would have been unheard of for her to approach any man in public in the day, yet alone a respected rabbi. She... She would have expected to be scorned, to be pushed away, to be ridiculed, to, to be completely judged. But for some reason, she takes a chance on Jesus. She, she must have heard stories. She must have seen a, a different posture within him that, that perhaps told her that this teacher was different that maybe she would be received in a different way. And so she approaches him, and not only approaches him and kind of taps him on the shoulder, but makes herself incredibly vulnerable as well. Then there's Simon. Now, if, if you're familiar with the Pharisees, you're always like, oh, they're, the, they're like the bad people. They're like the people who oppose Jesus. Like, what was Simon up to? But, but he authentically wanted to encounter Jesus. You know, we're only told of one other Pharisee, who ever asked for a personal meeting with Jesus? And his name was Nicodemus. And Nicodemus only met with Jesus at night because he didn't want to be seen with Jesus in case rumors started to fly. And so let's, let's not boo and hiss at Simon too quickly. He literally wanted to encounter Jesus. He was intrigued. And so both Simon and this woman wanted to encounter Jesus, but the outcome was drastically different simon was rebuked and the woman was granted grace and so so what happened and as equally as important what does it begin to mean for you and me i think bottom line the difference between this woman's encounter and simon's was that this woman made it personal she was willing to be vulnerable She recognized her need for Jesus and gave it all up for him. She literally let her guard down. Simon, on the other hand, was interested in Jesus, but he kept his guard up. He kept Jesus at arm's length. He he was more interested intellectually in in who Jesus was and, and what Jesus may say as opposed to what Jesus wanted for him in his own life. The reason I say that is because we see that when, Jesus, when Simon encountered Jesus, his response was not one of grace, not one of humility, but one of judgment. Notice he, he was judging Jesus, thinking like, if Jesus actually knew who this woman was, he would not allow this to go on. He was also clearly judging the woman, knowing what her past was. And so, and so Simeon, Simon didn't really want to encounter Jesus in a way that would bring life change. But as an intellectual pursuit. The woman, on the other hand, made it personal. And Jesus leaned in to this. He did it by, by telling a, a parable. Of two individuals who owed a great amount of money. One way more than the other. And the point was neither could repay the debt. And so when the debt was canceled, who would be more grateful? Simon, the great religious leader, of course, had the answer. Like Well, of course, the one who owed more. And it's here that Jesus made his point. He made the contrast between Simon and this woman. He's like, Simon, this this woman has washed my feet with her tears. She's dried my feet with her hair. She's kissed my feet. She's anointed my feet. Things that you have not even done. And then he says this, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus says to the woman, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The outcome is this woman left transformed. She experienced the grace of Jesus. Why? Why? Because she was willing to get personal. She was willing to to come to him and to let everything on the line for him. Simon, on the other hand, left unchanged. I would actually say probably even more frustrated, probably taking a step further away from Jesus. You see, Simon wanted to just keep Jesus at arm's length. He, he, He didn't want to get too personal, get too vulnerable. He wanted to keep his guard up, because after all, in in his mind, he figured he had it all figured out. Jesus was just another teacher. He wasn't the one who could bring life change. So where does that land, you and I? Let me ask you a question. Who are you in the story? When it comes to Jesus, are you willing to allow him to be personal to you? You see, the parable that that Jesus tells speaks to the reality of what we need in our lives. That if we truly want to encounter Jesus in a way that brings about life change, we have to get personal. When, when Jesus is, is telling the parable of two individuals who owe a debt that they cannot repay, the point is that Jesus is like, it doesn't matter how good or how bad, we are in a place where being good is not good enough. You see, one of the greatest hurdles we have to overcome if we want to allow Jesus to become personal in our lives is realizing that following Jesus is not just simply about being good enough. David actually spoke on this about two weeks ago, and and I would encourage you to go back and listen because he really unpacks this in, in, in an amazing way. But essentially, Jesus' point is that too often we think that we just have to live a good life. And oftentimes, like Simon, what we do is is we come to Jesus, not for life change, not because we recognize our need for him, but to gain like little sound bites or to get a little bit of wisdom or, or to see, is Jesus agreeing with the lifestyle choices that I want to make? But we haven't gotten personal. Do you know when you get personal with Jesus, two things begin to happen. What is you begin to let your guard down? You're no longer so caught up in impressing the people around you. But you come to Jesus as you are, warts in all. That's what this woman did. When she was at the feet of Jesus, she was so overwhelmed with emotion. She simply came to Jesus as she was. The second thing is that the closer you get to Jesus, and we need to pay attention to this, the less judgmental we become. Because you realize how much you need Jesus. And you realize how much others need Jesus as well. And so instead of landing at a place of becoming judgmental of others, you want them to come to Jesus to experience his grace. You see, if If Simeon truly knew Jesus and what Jesus offered, he he would have been overjoyed that this woman would have come to him because she was in need of his grace as well. As you start to read the story of Jesus, you realize that it's often the people on the margins. The people are often pushed aside because they lived such terrible lives according to others that were flocking and flocking to Jesus. It's in the warning of Jesus when he says, he who has been forgiven little, Loves little. And so a good litmus test is to ask yourself, to reflect in your own life. Are you judgmental of others? Are you too judgmental of others? It may mean that we have missed out on the grace that Jesus gives to you and me. So what's our takeaway? Simply this who are you in the story? Because I believe we're all interested in Jesus. I mean, the very fact that you're watching this, the very fact that you're still watching this indicates to me that you're interested in Jesus. I mean, if, if you weren't interested, why would you have clicked on it in the first place? Why would you have followed with me up until this point? Because you are interested in Jesus, But to what extent? Do you want to simply just keep Jesus at arm's length? Do you want to continue to to live the lie of thinking, well, I can just be good enough and, and maybe I can just kind of top it up a little bit with some of Jesus' teaching from time to time? Or will you, like the woman, get personal, experience the life change that Jesus will bring? Because Jesus ends this story with an incredible phrase. He says, go in peace. Go in peace. You see, this is not just some throwaway statement. But one of the things that we start to experience in our life when when we get personal with Jesus is we experience his peace in a variety of ways. Let me just unpack real quickly two ways. The first one is we have the peace of knowing we are forgiven. Notice Jesus said directly to this woman, your sins are forgiven, though they are many. Jesus doesn't say, yeah, you know what? It wasn't that big of a deal how you've been living your life. He acknowledges it, but he recognizes the incredible grace of forgiveness. Like what peace to know that we are forgiven. That our relationship with God is not based upon how good we are, but rather how great God's love is for us in Jesus. You see, Simon missed Jesus because he failed to see his need for him. The second thing is that when we experience Jesus and we live in peace, our identity is changed. Our identity is, is no longer found in the reputation of others, but in who Jesus says we are. So suddenly we, we, we live life not in an attempt to impress others, but to follow Jesus. I believe you're interested in Jesus. I believe that Jesus will meet you wherever you are at, as good or as bad as you may think you are. The question is will you stop keeping Jesus at a distance and get personal with him? Because when you do, your life will be changed. Maybe some of you are at a place here today where you just need to be reminded of this as you continue to follow Jesus. For some of you that perhaps are seeking Jesus, you may want to make that decision. I'm just going to lead us in a prayer in a moment where we are going to allow Jesus to get personal in your life. And I would invite you to to tell someone, send me an email, let us connect with you, let us encourage you along the journey. Because like this woman, We want you to live in peace. Jesus wants to meet you where you are at. Will you get personal with him? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I I pray today for those that perhaps have kept Jesus at a distance for too long. Those that have been interested, have been intrigued who maybe have even asked questions, but have not come to the place of letting down their guard and recognizing their need for you. Jesus, I pray for those that perhaps are in this place, that they too would hear the words the woman heard, that they are forgiven, that they have received your grace, that they can live in peace. And so, Jesus, may we choose you as our Savior and our Lord. For we ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. If you made that prayer personal today, let me know. We want to encourage you. We want to celebrate with you. We we want to get you connected in a way that you can experience more of Jesus in your life. So until next week, may you know God's love, God's grace, God's mercy in Jesus today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen.
0: It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca.